What's up, divers? Welcome back into Deep Dive Fantasy Football as we continue our talks on the sick wide receiver class that is coming into this 2020 NFL Draft. First off, we have the Combine coming up, so I will definitely be updating my big article that includes every single receiver and all the analysis I'm giving you guys, so you guys can go there to see the updates. But today, we're going to be talking about five more receivers. Those include Tyler Johnson, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Van Jefferson, Michael Pittman, and Denzel Mims. You know that you can follow us on Twitter at Deep Dive FF, Instagram, Deep Dive Fantasy Football, and always check out the website, deepdivefantasyfootball.com. You can also follow me personally on Twitter at Brandon Gabor, just like the city Brandon, and then Gabor is G-H-A-B-B-O-U-R. With all that out the way, let's get into it. All right, we're starting off hot. Tyler Johnson. Love that man. Tyler Johnson. Let me tell you, I don't know why the NFL is sleeping because this guy is a beast. He's one of the safest bets in this draft, and he has no bust potential. Okay, a lot of people have him outside of their top 10. I think that's ridiculous. I have I have him at 7 right now. He has a very very high floor and he's also a player that will likely find himself in a starting lineup fairly quickly. He has good size, 6'2", 205, as well as speed and quickness to pair with it, and he's probably going to run in the low 44s. He can run every route in the book and he runs them well. He has quick feet and he utilizes solid footwork, regularly setting up defenders and getting open. He can play outside and in the slot, making him very versatile. When playing against zone, he finds soft spots. He plays with good awareness and doesn't get caught being too fancy after the catch, but he's still elusive and can make a couple guys miss. He's very aggressive, something that I absolutely love, and has great ball skills. He wins contested catches with strong hands and body control. Furthermore, he has sick hops, basketball hops, and he high points the ball. He is a smooth and scrappy player, and he's a sleeper in this class to put up the best numbers in his rookie season. That's right. That's what I think about Tyler Johnson. He could, if landing in the correct situation, put up the best numbers this year. Much like Terry McLaurin was a super sleeper, I don't know what causes teams to sleep on wide receivers like this. I think some of the concerns are completely laughable, and we'll go over that in a second. But Tyler Johnson is a beast. If your team, your favorite NFL team, lands this guy, just remember you heard it here first. He's going to be on the field right away, and he's going to be helping you win games. Tyler Johnson is a beast. All right, let's move in to some of the concerns. The lack of concerns, because this is going to be a short segment, is a huge reason that I love Tyler Johnson. Sometimes he struggles with physical corners at the line of scrimmage, and he isn't a great blocker, despite putting in effort. That's it. Shortest concerns list in the class. That's it. He's a can't-miss prospect. I think being at a smaller school in terms of popularity is possibly keeping him hidden, but other than that, I really cannot figure out why 
people are lower on him. Some people are concerned about his um, athletic abilities. I don't see that concern on tape. He might not be a burner, but he is athletic enough to consistently get open, and I think that that's going to translate just fine. And I don't see how Tyler Johnson is not going to do well in the NFL, honestly, unless he lands in a horrible situation and doesn't get opportunity. So, some landing spots. First off, Tyler Johnson would be great anywhere. Like I said, he could play any position. Um, He would be a beautiful late-round pick for the Patriots if they retain Brady. He would keep the dominant slot receiver tradition that they've had over the years going strong, like they had with Wes Welker and then Julian Edelman. And once Edelman is officially done, he is going to be stepping in and replacing him fairly quickly. And while Edelman is still there, him and Harry can run on the outside. Tyler Johnson is like a more aggressive Calvin Ridley with better contested catchability. And now I'm realizing I was talking about his school and the lack of popularity. I didn't mention the school's name. He went to Minnesota. And this was his season that just ended. He had 86 receptions, 1,300 yards, and 13 touchdowns. So it's not even a lack of production. It's just mind-boggling to me how he's being slept on. And I'm telling you, Tyler Johnson is the freaking man. My number seven receiver right now just behind Jalen Rager, and Jalen Rager is a first-rounder. So if Tyler Johnson gets picked in the second round, I think that's a great pick. And most people are going to say he's being overdrafted. Don't listen to them. He's a steal, as he's likely to go in the fourth or fifth round. All right, and now that we've completed Tyler Johnson, moving on to Donovan Peoples-Jones. He's 6'2", 208, went to Michigan. DPJ how I'm going to refer to him, just make it easier. He's a receiver who plays with long speed and toughness at a good size. I also, much like Tyler Johnson, like Donovan Peoples-Jones more than most, as he shows his potential to win contested catches, along with his combo of speed and toughness. He has excellent sideline awareness and body control, and is able to make difficult catches outside of his frame. He also tracks the ball well and fights with his hands effectively while jostling for position when the ball is in route. He ran a variety of routes at every level of the field and excels in space where he can rev up his speed and get moving. He has great run-after-catch vision and sets up blockers very nicely. He was used in the return game at Michigan, that's a plus, and he took a couple of those to the house and got a a lot more very close. Peoples-Jones provides a good deep threat too. He combines toughness with his long speed, breaking through bad tackles, and staying on his feet when taking hits in the air. He also is a great blocker. He was asked to do that a lot in his offense. And he has that competitive mentality that you just love to see. He wants to score on every play. A good comp for him, in my opinion, would be Allen Robinson. Mostly because of the similar size, similar speed traits, the better long speed and not super twitchiness. Uh, in short areas and right after the catch, and also the toughness and body control, body manipulation, contortions that Allen Robinson's able to do. I see that a lot in DPJ. Some of the concerns. While having good top speed, he does lack in acceleration and quickness, and so he's not that elusive to make people miss. He doesn't really employ the spins, hesitations, jump cuts like a lot of the smaller, faster receivers do, and he sometimes struggles in smaller spaces where he can't 
get his speed going. Um, he still brings in the catch and stuff. He just doesn't get much after it. Other than this, he doesn't really have any concerns in regards to ball skills or route running or total athleticism, just the quickness and burst. He's not super dynamic like KJ Hamler, but he has the long speed to get it done and provide a deep threat. His production line is unfortunately underwhelming, um, but that's due to the offense he ran at Michigan and the lackluster quarterback play that they had. Because a lot of times, if you watch his tape, he was open and just not seen. And this happened way too often. Um, the season that finished this year was a little bit worse than last year's, 2018. 2018 was his best season. He only had 47 receptions, 600 yards, and 8 touchdowns in 13 games. But, like I said, don't really look at his production. That's one of the things that people will see at first glance and think that he's not really much of a talent but he's actually great and I like I said like him more than most right now he's my wide receiver nine I just put him in front of KJ Hamler and even though KJ Hamler is way more elusive and explosive after the catch and also has better long speed he's just a burner um, he doesn't have the catching ability and the ball skills and the size that Donovan Peoples-Jones has and I mean Allen Robinson that's my comp and I think he could become that and so I think he's a great receiver, and yeah, he's going to be a beast. Landing spots, he is primarily going to be used as a big slot receiver, or at least should. I think a sleeper spot for him would be Arizona. If Arizona foregoes drafting C.D. Lamb or Jerry Judy, both of whom are probably going to be available for them at that first pick, and they go to the trenches, let's say, either offensive line or um, defensive line, maybe if Derek Brown drops to them, then I think he would be great in the second or third round for them. He would complete their receiving core. And when Larry is gone, him and Kirk would be the slot receivers in that double slot four receiver formation Kingsbury likes to use with Andy Isabella and Hakeem Butler, who I'm also really excited about, on the outside. That receiver room, if they got DPJ, would have a lot of speed and two guys with nice size and catch radiuses with Hakeem Butler and DPJ. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones probably runs in the 4-4s, maybe like high mid 4-4s. But just remember that when those numbers, all the 40s and everything comes out from the combine, just remember Donovan Peoples-Jones long speed is what's really good. His get-off is not, and a lot of that 40-yard dash is based on your get-off, your acceleration, your burst. So it's going to be a little slower than we would like to see, but that's not the strength of his game. We already know that. We already saw it on tape, and he's still able to get open downfield and blow by guys. He just needs a little bit running room. So I love Donovan Peoples-Jones from Michigan, and that's what we got for him. All right, and then speaking of Hakeem Butler... He is my NFL comparison for the next receiver that we're going to talk about, Denzel Mims, 6'3", 206, out of Baylor. Denzel Mims is a receiver with a great catch radius to go along with good size and long speed. He routinely wins contested catches and high points the ball, excelling in ball tracking and elevating with his insane vertical to win 50-50s. He has a lot of outstanding grabs from back shoulders to sideline body contortions to fades, etc., he has a strong lower body and plays through contact to get extra yards. 
and he's not knocked off course by physical corners often. He has good concentration and focus on errant passes and big-time plays. When you need him to come through, he comes through. His hands and traffic are decent, and his after-catch vision is good as well. Some of the concerns is that he doesn't create much separation on short and intermediate routes, as his quickness and elusiveness are lacking. He does not make fast cuts on the routes either, and he ran a somewhat limited route tree. But he did show us more routes at the Senior Bowl and looked very good. And that's versus some of the best corners that are seniors, so that's a big bump. He's not fast from side to side with his lateral speed and burst lacking. He shows concentration drops on short, easy plays like slants and such, but the issue could be coached out easily. Like I said, he comes through when you need him to come through. Those clutch plays, he's there for him, and he's bringing that ball in. His upper body could get a bit bigger, although he showed improvement there this last season that just ended. It just needs to continue a tiny bit more. He's not elusive after the catch and won't be making people miss or taking anything to the house. But he's 6'3", 206. You don't really need that in a player of that size with his ball skills. Um, some landing spots for Denzel Mims. We're at the point, he's my wide receiver 12, we're at the point where the range of rounds in which these players could go vary a lot. And as such, I will just be pointing to what roles the receivers can play. Denzel Mims, he's an outside receiver with no potential to move in the slot. So anyone who needs a receiver at the outside could potentially target him. My comparison for Mims, it's like a mix. It was kind of tough. It was a mix of Brandon LaFell and Hakeem Butler. Um, I feel like Brandon LaFell would make more sense to most people that know of him when he was um, a Bengal and a Patriot and a Panther. But Hakeem Butler is a much better comparison in my eyes. And even though he hasn't done anything in the NFL yet, he was on IR last season and last season he was a rookie. I think that that is a better combo because of the length and long speed as well as the catch radius that both of them possess. Now we're going to go over someone else who really helped their stock, much like DPJ did in the Senior Bowl, Van Jefferson. And he's 6'2", 197 from Florida. One thing about Van Jefferson is I was really, really hoping to like him. I really wanted to like him. And I mean, I do like him. I like most of the receivers in this class. It's a sick receiving gore, but I have him at 13. I was kind of thinking, because I'm a big route runner guy, um, I was kind of thinking I would find him in the top 10, but I didn't. He's at 13, but let's get into him. He's a ready-to-contribute receiver who would be best fit for the slot. He has good size and great hands, pulling in pretty much everything in his catch radius. He does well at using his body to box out defenders for the ball, and he shows good body control and fights through contact when the ball is in the air. His best attribute, however, is his route running. This is how Van Jefferson wins. He has great footwork, and for the skeptics, showed it off in one-on-ones at the Senior Bowl. He's very smooth, and running routes looks like it's second nature. He has a good release to beat press, and his change of direction is also very effective. He creates a lot of separation. He's good at improvising and getting open during broken plays. These things combine to make him a very reliable target, and I think that's the best thing about Van Jefferson, is his route running and reliability. Those two things are going to make for a very, very attractive receiver for certain teams. He will provide easy throws, and he will be where he is supposed to be at the right time. 
His routes and footwork also make him a good red zone threat. Lastly, he plays with a competitive attitude and is in corner spaces a lot. Some people might take this in a bad way, but personally, I have never seen a bad wide receiver be in corner spaces and talking crap. So the fact that he does that shows he plays with confidence. I like that. That's one of the few positions that I don't mind a, a little attitude, little heat. Um, and so yeah, Van Jefferson has that too. Some of the concerns, there's not many. Van Jefferson is athletic enough to get open and be good at what he excels at, the route running, getting open. Um, but that's kind of the extent of it. He's not super athletic. He's just athletic enough. He's likely to run mid to the late 4.4s, but his long speed doesn't get much, much better. His top end speed's actually lacking. So unlike Donovan Peoples-Jones, is probably going to run in the mid to late 4.4s, but he has that long speed factor. Van Jefferson doesn't have the long speed factor. He's also 24 years old, so it kind of makes Van Jefferson a low ceiling player. His athleticism is already maxed out. Sometimes he gets bodied off his routes by physical corners, and he's not very elusive after the catch, but that's kind of the extent to where his concerns go. The reason I don't have him ranked as highly is because the athleticism is not exactly where I would like it to be. I'd like it to be a little bit faster, a little twitchier, or some better long speed. Um, and he's also 24, so his development is not going to be as much, and you're also getting Whoever drafts him is, is getting a receiver for a less amount of time. You know, a lot of these receivers coming out are 21, and Van Jefferson is 24. I mean, that's older than a lot of guys. I'm pretty sure that's older than, like, DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley, and those guys just finished their second year in the league, you know? So that's part of the reason why I have him ranked lower, and I think why other people do. But this is not going to be a factor for every team. You see, Van Jefferson will be a perfect receiver for a team in win-now mode, with a need at the slot. While his low ceiling isn't intriguing, the fact that his floor is super high is. You know you're getting a reliable route running receiver who will make for easy completions with his separation. He's best in short to intermediate areas of the field. I think he would be a great late round addition for the Packers who need help at wide receiver with slot being a part of that need. We also know, and I love this team fit, and they can get him late. We also know Rodgers excels at anticipatory throws, where he trusts his receivers will be where they are supposed to. How many times have we seen Aaron Rodgers throw a ball to Devontae Adams with Devontae Adams back to the offense? And then all of a sudden you see Devontae Adams chop his feet, turn around the balls right there. Boom. That's that chemistry. That's that chemistry that Aaron Rodgers um, develops with his receivers and he only gets to that point when you're reliable he knows you're going to be where you're supposed to be or you have or if you're a good route runner he knows you're going to make that cut at that yard line at that hash where I need you to make that cut so I think Van Jefferson is a perfect fit for this and Aaron Rodgers would love him his age may also be a plus actually for the Packers because he's mature and he's ready to go for the aging quarterback with limited patience Aaron Rodgers, I mean, yeah, he seems to have patience when he tells everyone, relax, about the record um, that we've seen, kind of like memes of the past two or three years. Um, not this past year, they had a great record, but the years before that when they started off kind of slow. But he's not that patient with his receivers, um, I don't think. I feel like he's kind of, you know, he he just gets can get frustrated. But Van Jefferson is a mature, he's a man. 
You know, he's a dude, and he's not somebody that they have to develop. He's ready to go. So I think Aaron Rodgers would love him. And I do struggle find finding a comparison for Van Jefferson, but Jermaine Curse fits in terms of playing the slot and having similar size and speed attributes. So that's what I'm going to go with. But if you think that's dumb, I'm sure you have a better one. I just cannot think of a good comp for Van Jefferson right now. Lastly, we have Michael Pittman Jr. He's 6'4", 220, and he went to USC. He's a big receiver that beats you with size, physicality, and great hands. He's strong and fights through contact after the catch. He also fights through contact when the ball's in the air to get position and pull down completions. He high points the ball, and he wins contested catches very often. He also tracks the ball well and makes good route adjustments versus zone. He's best served as a situational player as a big slot and red zone threat. Pittman is very much the perfect example of the size or speed receiver. He has the size and thus his speed is extremely lacking, which can be seen in his 100 receptions this past year for only 1,250 yards. It's 12.5 yards per reception. And that's accounting for the fact that he has a lot of big plays that were just lobs thrown up to him and he just brought down. So he has a lot of like six, eight, recep- uh, eight yard receptions. He struggles to create separation and struggles against press with his releases. Even if he beats them with hands, corners in the NFL will have an easy time gaining any lost ground with speed. Pittman shouldn't be drafted to be a player that is always on the field, in my opinion, but rather a situational one. I think Pittman would be the best fit for a team with plenty of speed already on their roster at the receiving core and a team that has a need for height or a red zone threat. He will be a late round pick, so he could go anywhere. I think a nice spot would be Pittsburgh because they could really benefit from some size and they already have the speed. And they could bring him in whenever they get to the red zone and just give him some lobs, throw him some back shoulder fades, jump balls. He comes down with those. He's great at those. He he really is a beast when it comes to that. He's just not great at getting separation and route running and all that stuff. His routes are good, but they're lacking with separation. Um, my comparison for Michael Pittman, I settled on it almost immediately. Maybe after like five reps, I was like, this guy is Josh Doxson. He's almost exactly like Josh Doxson. They have similar size. They have the same types of strengths when it comes to getting up and winning jump jump balls, being physical, fighting through contact, stuff like that. But then they have the exact same weaknesses. Not athletic enough to create separation. They're slow. They struggle in short spaces. They can't make people miss. I mean, is that not Josh Doxson? That, that screams Josh Doxson. And even watching him run with the ball makes me think of Josh Doxson. But here's the thing. Josh Doxson, the first round pick for the Redskins a few years back, he's considered a bust because he was a first rounder. But what if Josh Doxson was picked as a mid or late round player and all of a sudden we're looking at him completely differently? All of a sudden Josh Doxson's not a bust because he didn't have that first round expectation. If he was picked later on and we're just looking at him as a player and not the expectation coming into the league, Josh Doxson's a solid contributor. You bring him in when you're in the red zone. 
he fight he can bring those balls down i mean he's had very few reception and receiving totals yet he's had good touchdown totals i think that can be what michael pittman jr does in the nfl and he is not expected to be a first rounder he does not have that expectation so the outlook and perception on him by whoever drafts him is going to be a lot better because he's going to perform well when they need him to perform and what they have him do so that's michael pittman i think he'll be a great situational player just don't expect him to be some you know outstanding beast and when it comes to fantasy i think this is one of maybe the only receiver that i've gone over so far maybe also um maybe also Jawan jennings but the only player so far that i don't think will be on the field in enough situations to become fantasy relevant even if he goes to like a really really good offense um, he would be a touchdown dependent guy to me and that's michael pittman all right, so now we have gone over 15 receivers total between this podcast and the last two. So I'm going to give you the rankings now. We do have one more podcast coming out in a little while um, to finish out my top 20 receivers, but this is what we have so far. At my number one receiver, we got Jerry Judy out of Alabama. NFL comparison, a faster and shiftier version of Jordy Nelson. Wide receiver two. C.D. Lamb, Oklahoma. NFL comparison, DeAndre Hopkins. Wide receiver three, Henry Ruggs, Alabama. NFL comparison, Tyreek Hill. Four, T. Higgins, Clemson. NFL comparison, Brandon Marshall. Love T. Higgins. Much more than other people. LaVisca Chenault comes in at five from Colorado. My NFL comparison is Cordero Patterson, but I project much more success in the NFL. Wide receiver six, Jalen Rager. I love this comparison. Tyler Lockett. Seven, we went over him today. Super sleeper in this draft. Tyler Johnson from Minnesota. NFL comparison, Calvin Ridley. At wide receiver eight, we got Joe Burrow's target, Justin Jefferson from LSU. NFL comparison, Marvin Jones. At nine, Donovan Peoples-Jones from Michigan. We went over him too. Allen Robinson is my comparison. Wide receiver 10, KJ Hamler. I'm a lot lower than him on others just because of his lack of ball skills, but he's very dynamic. NFL comparison, Jakeem Grant. Wide receiver 11, Brandon Ayuk. NFL comparison, Brashad Perriman. Wide receiver 12, Denzel Mims out of Baylor. NFL comp, Hakeem Butler. Wide receiver 13, Van Jefferson. NFL comp, Jermaine Curse. Jawan Jennings comes in at wide receiver 14 from Tennessee. NFL comparison, Kelvin Benjamin. And to round out the top 15, we just went over him, Michael Pittman Jr. at the USC. NFL comparison, Josh Doxson. That's my top 15 right now. Once I hit my analysis on the last five receivers I'm going over, some of them might slide ahead of some of these other guys, and I will definitely update you guys on that. But that's my top 15 for now. And... Thanks for tuning in to Deep Dive Fantasy Football. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Deep Dive FF, on Instagram at Deep Dive Fantasy Football. Check out the website. I have an article with all 15 of these receivers in order with their height, weight, school, NFL comparisons, strengths, concerns, landing spots, the best season that they had in college, the stats from that season. And I'm also going to update once we hit the combine with the 40-yard dash, the three-cone drill, 
and the vertical. I think those are the three most important things to look at for wide receivers. So those three things will be listed under each person's name right above their analysis. And I'm Brandon Gabor, your host. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Brandon Gabor. Gabor is G-H-A-B-B-O-U-R. That's it for today, divers. Have a good one. Take it easy. Thank you.